Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Clap your hands if you are doing that. Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 26. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. May God add a blessing to his word. Faith for divine visitation is what I'm discussing tonight with you. Please take your seat. Jacob has left his biological house because he's been blessed by his father and his brother is not happy about it. So he runs to his uncle's place, spends so many years there. He marries two wives, and he's given two servants to these wives as addition to his wives. So he left there with a total of four wives and so many other children. In the end, his children were more than ten. Now, he had to leave his father-in-law's house, which is his uncle, back to his original place of habitation where his parents lived. And on his way, he realizes that his brother is laying ambush in the way for him, Esau. Esau was so accomplished at that point in time that he had soldiers, he had men, he had people to fight for him. He had animals and he was there ready to battle with this man who supposedly had stolen his blessing. So here we learn that as Jacob was getting closer to home, he was left alone and there wrestled with him until the breaking of the day a man, but that man was an angel of God that was representing God himself. Because in the end, you will see that in verse 28, for instance, the Bible said, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. So here we see that Jacob prevailed not only with men, but he was also given power with God. And the man he encountered refused 
to share his name with Jacob. So Jacob, when he was wrestling with the man, the Bible said he had some physical challenges. And it looks like even when God himself has purpose to visit you, it is not going to come on a silver platter. Jesus has paid the price, but Jacob went to that place, separated himself from his people. He went walking straight. He left that place with the hollow of his thigh displaced. And it was a wrestle. It was what? A wrestle through the night. To that point where the Bible said, when the man saw in 25 that Jacob prevailed against him, that's when he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then the man said, let me go. And Jacob said, you are going nowhere. We are here today. We are all here today. Jacob said, you are going nowhere. There are times that God himself will invade your space. Like the way God invaded the space of Jacob. And we are not there yet, but possibly it will be great to share. God invaded the space of Jacob because Jacob decided to separate himself to seek the face of God. In these days where we have separated ourselves to seek the face of God, one of the things God is going to do is that he's going to invade our space. And that means that the separation we are having is going to attract the attention of God. And you must understand that by faith. Why must you understand that by faith? Because Jesus wept because the city of God did not understand and know the time of their visitation. That you must have faith to know that separating yourself for a season to seek the face of God will cause the attention of the Holy Spirit upon your life. And if you don't know this and don't prepare your heart by faith to capture the moment of the visitation, there is a possibility for God to invade your space and you are not aware that he is on ground. And that's what happened to the servant of Elisha. That he was so scared that the enemies were laying ambush and coming up against them and the master was relaxed. The difference between the master and the servant was that the master was aware of what was around him supernaturally but the servant was not aware. So when the master prayed for God to open the eyes of the servant, Gehazi, the Bible makes us understand, he saw angels and there were so much more than the enemy coming. So there is a possibility for God to be in your space and you are not aware. And what makes you capture God in your space is not a physical tingling. What makes you capture God or the presence of the Holy Spirit 
in your space is faith. Everybody say faith. faith. I can hear you say faith. faith. By faith, I know that this is a season God himself is happy to dwell with me. And therefore, by that faith, I'm able to assess his presence in that level and appropriate or maximize what the, the activated presence per that season has been designed to fulfill in my life. So, if you don't know, you are not able to yield your faith to also reap of whatever God has designed as part of that presence that is around you at that time. And so, by faith, you have to understand that this very moment is a moment of a gathering where God is interested in this gathering. He's interested in this conference, in this season, and he's here to do different things. And if you have the faith that teaches you to know that he is here, then the impossibility can become a possibility because your faith is able to make that contact. To connect for the power to flow. Are you here now? So in a visitation, not everyone will be able to connect because not everyone will have the consciousness of faith. That gives us the opportunity to connect with what God is doing. So for instance, if someone is unwell, health is challenged, and you have this understanding, you're able to release your faith that God is here for this season. And he's here to touch me. When he came, did he touch Jacob? Did he not touch him? He touched him. He touched him and removed the hollow of his thigh. He said, this one is, is, is a dead weight. I have to take it off. And injected blessing into him. But before that happened, the angel was begging. Now, an angel will not beg man to run. It can just disappear. But the angel decided to say, please let me go. And Jacob said, I'm not letting you go. Anytime God is in your space, he's going to test the solidity of your faith. He's going to test the quality of your readiness to, to tabernacle with him. You know, even though he could go, he said, please let me go. He needs your permission. Even though he is sovereign to make his own movement without your involvement, he will test to see whether you are willing enough to let him go without any changes in your life or you are ready for changes to happen in your life because you mean business for the season. So when God is asking permission, let me go, he's actually asking you, do you want to be well? Would you want to be healed? What do you want me to do? And some people will just allow like that. That the presence, like in a service like this, maybe we are singing and we are worshiping. You see that the presence of God is very intense and somebody is absent-minded. That is the permission. Whether in that intensity of that atmosphere, you are ready to cash in to say you are going nowhere. I am here with you. Whatever must happen, must happen now. Or... You will just be thinking about one news or 
maybe right now as Chelsea is playing Real Madrid, your mind is thinking maybe who has scored, or you'll be there and then you go to go.com, Sky Sport, and then you chess course and see right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just God is just opening my eyes right now. That, that, who has scored? What, what is the lineup? And all of that. This thing. Now, by the time you check the scores and come and go, the visitation has happened and has gone. May it never happen to anybody here. I said, may it never happen to anybody here. That it takes that level of concentration, that level of consecration for you to encounter the visitation. Because visitation is not for casual people. God doesn't visit nominal people, casual people. He visits serious-minded people. And Jacob said, until you bless me, I'm not letting you go. That is, Jacob understood that visitation is for blessing. That you cannot allow God to visit you just for friendship. He must not just visit you for just fraternity's sake. He must not just visit you and God is my father and all that. Visitation is for blessing. Now, I didn't have the opportunity to stay in the boarding house as proper boarding house. I was an unofficial member of the boarding house. But in the school, there were times for visitation, for borders. And people who really came from a home, they waited eagerly for the arrival of their parent from Accra, Kumasi, wherever, because they knew that that visitation is not to see their hair. That it, it came with a package. Money was there. Home chore was there. I, am I talking to somebody here? It came with a packet. I, I mean, you see dirty boys in school, but on that day, they dress iron shirt, trowel, and they are just well kept, barber their hair, sit at the summer hut, very well kept, eagerly waiting for the visitation that is coming with a package they already don't have. That we are not here tonight for nothing. That Jacob understood that it is until you bless me. The visitation cannot be over. And so you have to understand the purpose of visitation and the encounter of visitation that until you encounter God, your struggles with men will continue. Jacob was struggling with Esau until he encountered God that day. And from that day, Esau that was coming with a troop to destroy him. Now embrace him and say, my brother, even the gift you are giving me, I don't need you, you are my brother, let's go home. Until you encounter God, your struggles with men will continue. And that is why if you encounter the supernatural... It will counter the natural. Anytime a man encounters the supernatural, the supernatural will counter whatever is naturally bothering you, frustrating you, attacking you. And it took a personal encounter with God for Saul to stop persecuting the church. 
that encounter, that visitation, that personal space is needed for the blessing to start flowing. Is God talking to somebody? And when we are talking about that, I'm declaring in the mighty name of Jesus that, you see, that personal space is a space that we find ourselves in right now. And so, as we are here right now, there are packages of blessings. That the superior being like the parent visiting at the car boot. I'm feeling it already. And you know, in those days in the secondary school, you find out that people who don't come from homes where they visit well, will now align with people who come from homes with parents. It's my brother in school. It's my best friend. It's an alignment to ensure that the package will reach them. Some way, somehow. I don't know why you came here and who brought you here. But by aligning tonight with this testimony arena in the keeper's house unction, God is going to ensure that your package will not be denied you. That amen is not strong at all. You sit, please take your seat because we are just, just warming up. It's just eight o'clock. You have to understand that stepping into this space, the same way Jacob stepped beyond the brook, that space was not a natural space until today. The place where man encountered God has ceased to be a natural space. As you have entered this program, you have entered into a supernatural space. This auditorium itself and its environs is is a zone where supernatural things do happen. One man of God was doing a program in one of the countries in Africa. It was an all night. And then as the all night was going on, they heard boom outside there. A man fell, bent. And they asked me, he said, he's a witch. They said, where are you going? He said, he left like the east. He's going to the west. But when he was crossing, the zone said, this one is Bermuda Triangle. Don't pass here, pass up, as if there is nothing here. I'm saying that this is a zone. It is a zone that debts are cancelled. It's a zone that terminal diseases are cancelled. It is a zone that the presence of God is active here. And therefore, age-long bondages are broken. It is a zone, and you have to understand that this is a zone where God is doing things that are beyond human comprehension. Because in the visitation, the territory becomes the zone. Why God is, is, is machining or massaling his force to turn around mere men into blessed men. Turning around just common thieves are becoming institution. Jacob is becoming Israel. Why? Because he's in the zone. I don't know who is here because there are people who are physically here but they are spiritually absent. And there are people who are physically absent but they are spiritually here. There are people who are online. Some of them are more here 
there are people who are physically sitting here. But I'm just preaching to people who are here, body, soul, and spirit, with an expectation for an encounter. May the Lord visit all those people in the name of Jesus. That amen should be louder than it is now. Please take your seat. Now, what are the things that are going to inform your faith for the visitation? Jeremiah 23 verse 12. In Jeremiah, wherefore their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them. Even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. So here, we see an extract from this text alluding to what is called the year of their visitation. I'm showing you what should inform your faith for that visitation. That of all the things God is saying he's going to do, the judgment is going to bring and all of that. He's going to do that in the year of their visitation. So there is such thing as the year of visitation. Everybody say it after me. The year of visitation. In chapter 11 of the same Jeremiah, verse 23, watch it carefully. That there is a year designated for God's visitation. He said, and there shall be no remnant of them. For I will bring evil upon the men of Anatot, even the year of the award visitation. So here, God is preparing to bring evil. It's a package. But he's bringing it not in any other time or blah, blah, blah. He says, I have designed a year of visitation to do that particular thing. So we see that there is the year of visitation. Everybody say it one more time. And that year of visitation is a particular design by God to visit his people with different packages. The scriptures we have read, they were packages of evil. <laughs> That's why you see that some people will be there and in a particular year or particular seasons of their life, it could be a whole stretch of a season, they see one disaster upon another disaster upon another disaster upon another disaster because when a year of visitation has been designed to bring evil upon you something must be done about it but as we are speaking right now the kind of visitation you and I should be expecting is a year of visitation full of the blessings of God that God is going to visit. For example, Genesis chapter 50, verse 24 to 25. Watch it. In Genesis 50, and Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you, Malika Pahasa, and bring you out of his land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Next verse. 
And Jacob took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. And ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Are you here now? So, now, Joseph, when he received his brethren into Egypt, and then they became a multitude, before he died, he was just telling them that, look, when I die, don't throw away my bones. Because God, will, even though you people are slaves here, God will visit you. And he was telling them that that year will come when God will visit them. I sense very strongly with a divine knowing that this particular year and season is our season and year of visitation. So, there is, you see that, when Jacob is speaking and saying, surely the Lord will visit. Surely the, there is a prophetic certainty about God's visit in the year of visitation. He's not dead, but he's telling them, when I die, God is going to visit you. It is a prophetic certainty. Like as I'm st- standing here right now, that there is a prophetic certainty that somebody listening to me right now, God is already visiting you. And God has sworn to visit his people. So visitation is a covenant, not a chance. It's a co- God has sworn that, look, you people are going into Egypt. They will enslave you by me. I will visit you and bring you out. It, it, look at the scripture again. You see it right there. He said that, and Joseph said unto the brethren, I die and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. He is going to visit you and bring you out. Why? Because he had already covenanted with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. So, visitation is not an accident. It's not a function of chance. It is a function of covenant at work. That God has already sworn and covenanted on the integrity of his name and his word. That no matter what you find yourself in, in the month of May 2021, I have vowed by myself that I will surely visit you. And because of that, you can bank on that covenant that God is about to visit you. Surely, I will visit you. It's not like we are chasing some wind to be whether God will come or not. He has already sworn that I am the bus driver and this bus driver is your father. No matter what happens, stay in this bus stop. Even if it is 10 midnight, stay here. Everybody can go, but I will come. I will surely come. Sometimes you have delay that cannot be explained. How, how do you live like that? One of the things that can help you move on successfully when you have mysteries of misfortune around you that cannot be explained is a covenant. What did the covenant say? What did God say? 
The Bible said he has exalted his word above his name. Jeremiah 1 says that he watched over his word to perform. And he said, surely he's going to visit because he has already sworn that he will visit. Ah. <laughs> your age and your circumstance is not scary to God. The covenant is stronger than the condition. And because he has covenanted that he will show up, that condition is a bastard. Because when God shows up, that condition will be a non-entity. And it is not if God shows up, it is when. Because he has already vowed that this sickness is not unto death. That the glory, but that the glory of God will be revealed. Is God talking to somebody here? That this delay is not unto your shame. That when God does it, the last shall be better than the previous one. The, the covenant is that the delay is not a denial. So now you see that you have swallowed pills. You don't know when the sickness will go. Does it matter? When the covenant keeping God is ready to visit, everything will scatter. That amen, if it's louder, I see God visiting you. So you see that sometimes when the covenanted visitation is already hanging as an unknown time, what God does is that he will release a servant of God to activate it by a pronouncement. So, you see that Joseph has given this prophecy. They are there in bondage. They are there in bondage. And Joseph is a man of God. He's giving the prophecy. They are there in bondage. Oh, they are suffering. Oh, then God just releases Moses. Then Moses comes and they, they, they are just there laboring for the Egyptians and crying inside. And the man of the anointing comes to say that, Sayeth the Lord of hosts, that I am that I am. This is the time of the visitation. Let my people go. One of the ways to know that the visitation has been activated is by the, the inspired utterance of the prophet God has set over you. That God will send a prophet to make that prophetic decree. Let my Pharaoh, let my people go. Once that prophetic word is released, the visitation is activated. Templates are on the way. The blood of the Passover lamb is on the way to preserve them against the angel of death. Template, frogs, flies, all manner, killing the firstborn. Everything is on the way. All the mighty power of God is on the way because God raised a prophet to make a declaration. That is why in a program like this, we are prepared ourselves before God to come and stand here. That God will speak through us. So, the words that are spoken, they are not just wishes of our heart for your welfare. But they are inspirations of the Holy Ghost. That have the ability to take you from bondage and captivity and bring you to the land prepared by God. That is why tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus, 
Anybody here waiting on God for anything, I declare that it is released in Jesus' name. That amen, if it is louder, be the first to receive your testimony. Somebody here, your age-long bondage is broken in the name of Jesus. And I see the hand of the Lord resting upon you. Whatever has kept you in bondage by the power of God through this visitation, I announce that you are out. That amen should be louder. Shout a louder amen. Tomorrow by this time, the bondage that has been on ground shall be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. And hear this, when that bondage is broken, there is a way, an exit way, into the entry of the promised land. I will take you to the land. God will take you to the land that he promised your fathers. Why? Because the prophetic visitation has been activated by a prophet sent by God. I don't know why I'm here, but I know one thing for sure, that the word of God in my mouth will not fall to the ground. Anybody whose marriage has been delayed tonight, receive Receive that upgrade in the name of Jesus. Your finances, your business, your life, your destiny is encountering all kinds of trouble. The Bible said in the book of Ezra, and the prophets were there to help them. I have come in the name of the Lord to help you spiritually. That through my life and the words of God in my mouth, may the Lord activate your visitation. Receive the help that you require. For your death, kalaba, look, kalaba. Come on, raise your hand and speak in the spirit. Malekwateya, ashatalagadabaha, aduleberegedeso. My God. Open your mouth and pray. Sodabara malakato. Hey, hey, come on now, everybody, come on now. Raise your voice. Mahetekeya. Sudabara. Paragazosa. Rampalekote. Everybody pray with that intensity here right now. Sudia Baragarezo. Shakwa Paruasa. Now, please take your seat. Watch the scripture. This prophetic year of visitation, which is the season we find ourselves in, is going to do two things. Joseph said, God will surely visit you. Number one, he will bring you out of this land of bondage. That when the visitation is triggered, is activated, the existing bondage is broken. The visitation is activated to destroy the captivity. That, that's the first thing. That's, that's the first thing that will make you know that the visitation is on ground. That whatever captivity is in your life is scattered by the power of God. That God will not enter into the space of the man for the bondage of the man to still be on ground. 
when he entered into Jacob's life, his name changed. His fortunes changed. When he entered into Egypt, he brought them out. There is nobody God visited and kept them where he visited them. Are you here at all? When God visits you, he's bringing you out of that mess. Taking you out of that Mary Clay. That condition of, of, of bastardization of your destiny. He's just going to bring you out and say that whatever has kept you there, today the captivity is scattered. Because the visitation is on ground to bring deliverance to your destiny. And I declare in the mighty, I don't know what you are in. I don't know what you are about. Tonight, as God activate the visitation, any bondage in your life, let that bondage be set aside in the mighty name of Jesus. I see every bondage is set aside. You should know by faith that <laughs> God will come and get you. He will come and get you out. He will come and get you out of that. He will come and get you out. Whatever is trying to keep you. He is coming to get you out. I see God coming to get some people out. Anybody who has been kept by anything. Beyond the time God has stipulated. He is here tonight. To get you out of that mess. May the hand of the Lord bring you out. That amen if it's louder. Under 24 hours. You will wake up and know that you are out of that mess. Shout a louder amen. Number two, please sit. Put the scripture there. God will bring you out, watch this, of this land of bondage first. And two, and send you unto the land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. First, he's bringing you out of the bondage. Second, he's taking you to what he has promised and prepared for you. He's taking you into the land of the blessing. The land he has won. That he delivers you out so that he can take you in. He brings you out that he might usher you into I take you out of Egypt that I will plant you in Canaan. It's a transportation. Based on the prophecy that has gone ahead. I mean, people have received prophecy even before they were born. There was a prophetic word on your life. It is the visitation of the Lord that takes you from the mess, messing up your destiny and you in the frequency of the manifestation of the prophecy. This Jacob talking. He was never there when God swore to them. He just came to, this Joseph came to prophesy that where God is taking us is by a prophecy, is by a promise. That there is a promised marriage 
there is a promise business that there is a promise president prime minister minister of the gospel there's a promised land that somebody will be a property owner not only in ghana accra but everywhere that is a promise that is the oath that there is a land of Canaan that flows with milk and honey. It has been promised to your forefathers, your, your great-grandfather, your forefathers, and it was promised to your father now is your inheritance. That's God is ushering you into the inheritance based on the prophecy. <laughs> and some of the prophecies on your life you are not aware, but in the visitation he activates the ones you are aware of and the ones you are not aware of. But he will bring all of them together to pass because because uh, the visitation cannot end until the project is accomplished. That is why once they left Egypt to the promised land, he suffered no man to harm them. He suffered no man. It, it was his project. God's project is to ensure that you marry. That's Jehovah's project. As he has delivered you from the world, you know, is to make you marry. That is the promised land. The project is to use you as an advert for his glory. <laughs> I'm feeling it in both. <laughs> I like it when a sister here became pregnant and the doctor asked the sister, how did you become pregnant? That is, that's a project. How did you enter this Canaan? Where babies come out of this womb. Milk and honey. How did you enter into fruitfulness? I'm just showing you some people something. This one we are scratching is small. That the visitation will make you enter into fruitfulness. Fruitfulness of things God has already prepared before you even came into the bondage. That's before you entered the mess. The message of your testimony had already been prepared as a script. And in this visitation, God is activating. You see, somebody is here. Wouldn't you mean that because none of them was able to escape. And so you don't know how to escape. But God has sent me here tonight to make a pronouncement over your life that in your own time, the visitation will happen. Where is your voice? I say your visitation. The visitation will happen in your own time. This is your year of visitation. And I prophesy over you, keep us house. Any land God has designated for you, enter now. Enter your business. Enter your marriage. Enter your prosperity. Enter your glory and your favor. Shout a louder amen. Tell somebody I see myself entering. Because this is my year of visitation. <laughs> Sometimes a year be you try to do some business. You know it's a good business but it doesn't work. That year they have tried to leave before. It didn't work. <laughs> they are tried. But on, on, in the year of visitation, when God said, go, Pharaoh pursued them and he couldn't catch them. Because it was a year God said, 
we are going to the promised land and no power will be able to stop you. Please. I don't know the generational excavators in your family. Bulldozers in your family that have been bulldozing their way, destroying any pillar you set up. Tonight, Lokwana Pania Keleze in the mighty name of Jesus, by the activation of the visitation, I declare that all your pathway, the barriers shall be cleared. Whatever has not worked before shall begin to work now. Now, receive the power of God. You shall arrive in your promised land. Wherever you are going, no enemy will be able to withstand you. I see that that marriage will become a reality. That childbirth will become a reality. That business shall be born. That employment shall be gotten. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. That door is open. It's open. May the Lord open that door to you. Receive that miracle now. Receive that testimony now. Lift up your two and say, Father, this is my year of visitation. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands like somebody who is already there. I see babies all over the place. I see rings all over the place. I see letters all over the place. I see promotions all over the place. Healings are all over the place. Partnerships. Doors are opening. Receive the door. Receive the open door. Receive the breakthrough. Shout is mine. (laughs) Now, please take your seat. Look at the scripture. He said, Joseph said, I die. And God will surely visit. To me, for me, that's a critical issue. God will surely visit. That means, every one of the Israelites was qualified for the visitation of God in the year of visitation. That as long as you are an Israelite or you are among the Israelites, the Lord is surely going to visit. God is coming to visit all of us. That's what he's saying. (laughs) As long as you're a child of God, you are in this congregation, you belong to this, God will surely visit. When we are in the room and God now knows, and we say, come in. Has he not come to us? This is our guest. You know, so. What it means is that you see that when a, a, a father travels, uh, he comes back. He gives different things to different children. But the coming back is not for one child. The coming back is for the home. And all the people in the home, including the spouse, the children, the 
the help there, whoever happens to be in that home. Even the animals, they are captured. That when he said God will surely visit, when you see man of God call somebody here, Rose, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, that is not the main matter. That the father can hug one person per time. But the love is for everyone. That some one person was called out and spoken to specifically is not a sign of the denial of the masses whose inheritance is in the visitation of the father. That is why what he says to one, he now says to all, that's a, he may hug this person, but my toy is inside the bag. Even though he hugged my mother, but my biscuit is inside the bag. My candy is inside the bag. Some of you are watching via social media, but you are still a partaker of the inheritance. Why? Because he has come to. Surely the Lord will visit who? All of us. That's who he is talking to? It's not the matter. Sometimes the father comes home and he's on the phone. As he's talking to whoever is on the phone, he's physically here with people on ground. You can do all your talking. But we are here. We are what? We are here. Sometimes when I go home and I'm on the phone, and if you're a parent here, you will understand. When you're on the phone, that's where the children make the demands. They will come. They will come, they will come, they will come. They, you say, don't you know I'm on the phone? But that is the appropriate time. Because that, that coming, 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 coming disturbs the communication. So he now said, what is it? He said, hey, can I take the mouth? He said, go take it. Let, take this thing. Let me continue this business. Even children know that when Papa is on the phone with some other people, it's easy to get how can you miss it when children know? How can you be missing it? Not knowing that being under this conference, you know, the Lord has already qualified you for whatever belongs to you. And you can determine when you get it and under what condition you get it. And that is why tonight, Jacob said, until you bless me, I'm not letting you go. I am holding you to ransom. And tonight, anybody whose faith is holding God to ransom, something great is going to happen. They don't know their God shall work strong. And they shall do exploit. And I see the Lord causing some things to happen in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, receive the thing you thought you can never have. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. That amen say, I receive it three times. You see that a child there, there are some children when you're on the phone, you say, Go in your name. They go and bounce back. You see that they have come back again. You say, Did I not tell you? Go. The biscuit, the biscuit. You say, You just go and come back again. There is that I can't give up. There's that 
Shalaka Baragadaga. There is that thing that says that I must marry, I must get this biscuit. And this is the opportune time. I must get this thing. And th- are you here at all? This thing must happen and this is the time it can happen. I can even sense it that my papa on the phone is the opportune time to get this thing. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Anything you have forgotten, you have given up on, you have shelled tonight is the window of opportunity. In this year of visitation, may you enter now. I said, may you enter now. Whatever you are believing God for, receive it right now. Now, use your mouth to say, my marriage is secure. My money is secure. My future is secure. Use your mouth. The thing that you gave up on, use your mouth to say, say, my traveling is secure. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Say, I will marry. I will have children. I will prosper. I will have business. My business will rise again. I will go up there. Now, if you're a woman, say, men love me. Are you a man? Say, women love me. Great people love me. Say, I am accepted among the beloved. One more time. Rise up, everybody. Say, I'm accepted. I have favor with the high and the low. With God and man. Say, this is my year of visitation. Whatever did not happen before. This is the season of this year. This conference is happening live and color in my life. And I see it right now. Shout yes! Say, I'm qualified for the visitation. Can't hear you. Say, I'm qualified. I see God is doing some things. And you know, there, there, there is... Please sit down. I'm preaching 10 more minutes. Because some things must be clear. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 13 and 14. Genesis 15. 13 and 14. Watch this. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. This is Genesis 15. We read in 50, Joseph is prophesying that God said you people will be in bondage. He will come and get you out. The bondage, he said, you know, has happened. The getting out you know, so will happen. So you see that God going to visit them, there was a law of remembrance at play there. 
based on the covenant. And this was based on this promise, Joseph. It was based on this promise that Joseph was sure to say that God was going to what? Visit. The broken heart, he said, will happen. No, has happened. <laughs> the business he said they will be giving to you, they will shun you. No, it has already happened. They will be slaves for 430 years. Has it not happened? <laughs> it has happened. He said doctors will be, they say you are bleeding so so doctors will say you have fibroid. Has it not happened? But he didn't only talk about slavery. He also spoke about the fact that he will come and get them out. That the fibroid happening is a sign that the fine boy too is on the way. That they called you last minute to say the contract, they told you one story and they put it aside. That that one has happened is a sign that the bondage has already taken place. Now what is left is the glory. <laughs> That's what is left. You already had the divorce. <laughs> what is left is for you to marry well well. For people to know that some people it is on the second go that they see what is called marriage. That the first one they were playing games. Sometimes when you see disgraceful occurrences, things that embarrasses you, things that embarrass you as a child of God, it should also remind you that it is a platform for his visitation. I am coming because you people are in a bondage and you need to get out. That is why I am. Are you here at all? <laughs> it's like somebody is talking to you anyhow. It's a sign that the next moment they will enter that office, you'll be sitting there. Yeah. One man was talking to me about a brother who said he was really making it power. And that he will, he will connect this man I know to some companies who are doing well in there. In the area of operation. He said, hey, wow. So he just started naming, naming, naming that he is going for some heavy contract to be of some group of companies that are giving him some heavy um, contract to be. He said, wow, this is beautiful. Please help me. One month after. He sees this friend of mine that, oh yeah, I'm going for this thing that I told you. You know, after bragging and saying all the things he said, the person I know, he didn't say anything. So, but when the person saw the document, he realized that the companies he was, he was envisaging to receive that major break from were affiliated to the person I knew. But he, he didn't say anything. So on the day, 
I mean, prospective bidders have come to just line up there waiting for group CEO. And they went. He just entered. They said, oh, they said he should wait. That group CEO is having a small meeting that they will call him inside. And when it was time, they called him inside. When he entered the room, he saw the person I know sitting at the head of the table. And he welcomed him. He said, welcome to my table. The guy froze. Sometimes when people see the way you appear, they think you are a package for the baller. They don't know that God already has a plan. And that plan is to disgrace the devil and glorify his child. And all of that you know, is just waiting for the year of visitation. It's a time. <laughs> and we are in that time. We are in that season. So that time is coming. They will meet you at the head of the table. They'll be wondering whether if you are the one. Or you, it's another person sitting there. And I, 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 I sense that somebody, God is just going to glorify you in, in, in the sight of people who have despised you, people who never thought you were going anywhere, witches and wizards in your family, who thought that they had some breaks on you. The power of God is going to come upon you, and that devil is going to be surprised what God is going to do in your life. That amen if it's louder here. Before the end of the month of May, may you have this testimony you are here. Too powerful. Too what? Too powerful. Too powerful. Please. This visitation we are talking about, we are not talking about man. (laughs) It is God himself who has remembered. And he is coming to visit us. Praise the Lord. It is God himself. He said in Exodus chapter 3 verse 16. Kilazo Bradiga. And I'm just saying this and then we'll pray. Exodus 3 16. Watch it. He said go. And gather the elders of Israel together. And say to them. The Lord God of your fathers. The God of Abraham. Of Isaac. And of Jacob. Appeared unto me saying. Let's read together. I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Just watch that phrase that I have surely visited. God is not going to visit us. Go and tell them. Why is God talking to them like that? Because he knows the mentality of slaves. Slaves don't think like freedmen. There are many people in church because slaves think about their condition more than their salvation. That is the condition of the slave that now socializes or engineers their perspective in life. That I'm a slave. I'm, I'm, I'm in bondage. This, my condition makes me begin to think in a certain way. And to see things in a certain way. So even when there are opportunities before a slave, he's thinking that it doesn't belong to me. So God tells the prophet to go and tell them that 
I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Tell them that slaves. And people can be in church and they are slaves. You know that as for you, no. If they are selling land and they are quoting it in dollars, you are angry because it's like, why are we in Ghana and they are quoting it in dollars? You are a slave to think like that. That everything must be in cities. Slaves think local. That a sign that you are buying it in dollars. It's even a good feeling that you have gone a step above the city. But some people can just be so angry. Meanwhile, they have the city equivalent of the dollars they are asking. What's the difference? Like, what's the difference? It's just that slaves won't move. Something must move them. So for God to get them to move, he now tells them that, look, I am not, not, I'm not going to come home. Tell them that I have already visited. If you see Moses, me, God, I, my presence is here. To take you out. And because I know you people are going to challenge and because of your slave's mentality, I want to keep hammering on the... Look, just look at the scripture. You look at that. In the middle of a sentence, you know, God decides to bring his full name there. Capital L-O-R-D. All in caps. I am that I am. My, I didn't send an angel. I have come myself to do this business. That is to say that there are certain situations and conditions you find yourself in. You don't need any man. What you really need is you've got to go to town and start dealing with men who have problems with you. Say, cool down for this guy. Give him chance. Give him this. The lady will give birth. Don't divorce. The, the business will come back. Don't take him to court. This court matter. God will just speak to the judge. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Cancel. Give this five time to pay the money. Blah, blah. You see that? God himself goes to town. I myself, I have come to visit you. I have already come to ensure that men will love you and marry you. I have come to ensure that even though you're, you're, you, you are not producing eggs in your ovaries, you know, I have come to give you children. Even though you don't know pleasure. I, I'm feeling it already. I'm feeling it. See, God is going to bless people in a way that we will not be able to explain. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was Pharaoh himself who said that it's okay, you people go. go. Bible said the Egypt was in a haste for them to depart. Why? Because God entered town. May God enter offices for you. Enter houses for you. May God enter domains for you. May God enter into certain things on your behalf. If that amen is louder, may the Lord himself visit you. I have visited you. That, uh, he was placing emphasis on his presence in the matter. I myself am there. It's all Pastor Francis. I myself am here. <laughs> I have come. <laughs> I have come. I myself, I have come. 
I have visited you. That's it. The visitation occurred before you were conscious about it. Tonight we are only here to collect what God has already done. <laughs> Did he say he was going to visit them? Yeah, let's read it again because some people <laughs> when they see sentences they get confused. And, and of Jacob he appeared unto me saying saying I have surely visited you and seen that would that why you are doing yourself be man down cha we can watch pillow that he has seen he has seen that you need a lover God has seen that you need a baby God has seen that you have been dreaming about dollars, dollars, just to wake up and realize that it was just a dream. God has seen that Abba, Abba, Abba. Therefore, He has visited you to make the reality a physical one. I have seen. I have seen. The, the latter part is so crucial that the visitation is because he has seen that there is something that is stronger than you. Right? Look at the scripture. I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Something is doing something to you. And is, is disturbing the design of God for your destiny. He has come to see that design disturbance. And as a result of that, he has visited, without even you knowing that, he has paid a visit to the project site. And he knows the conditions there. So when you now said we need cement, Five bags. He now, by his own assessment, he realized that the five, you know, you were even saying, you were saying it out of fear that it is 15 you know you need. So when you sell five, he gave you 15. Because he has seen what is being done to you. And you are just trying to be manageable and economical. And that's right. After marrying for seven years without a child, you know, when you go in prayer and you are praying, you say, God, if you just give me one child, He has seen that by the multitude of your troubles, you know, you have decided to just get to a point where you say that, God, just, just one. But by his visitation, he realized that and Kenya seven and you would have asked for three or six. Do you understand what God is saying tonight? So when out of your pitiable self, you just go and say, God, just give me one bet. He now said, by my own assessment of the thing. When I came there, I realized that the space is too big for one. I think four will be okay. 
And God's assessment is better than man's assessment. That is why eh, there are some requests you are making before God now. Before the end of this program, the result that will come will be bigger than what you ask. If that amen is louder than that, your gentility. May you see the hand of the Lord in your life. I said you will receive more than you are asking. Receive favor for it. Receive favor for it. Receive favor for it. Receive power. Receive your visitation. Shout amen. Please tell about three people that God is giving you more than you are asking. Man, let me tell about three people. Prophesy to some two more people. God is doing something for you. Tell them how your wedding will be. Tell them how you are going to give birth to nice children. How your business is turning around. It's a visitation convention. Tell them how your house is becoming the house of envy. Tell them how the doors are opening for you. Tell them how the lines are falling onto you. In pleasant places. Tell them how you are also going to buy a new house. And purchasing new lands in dollars. Tell them how God is bringing you many nations. That you did not capture by your sword. But that the favor of the Lord is coming upon you. Tell them how your church is growing. Tell them how a miracle is happening in your life. Tell them how before the end of this month of May. An unprecedented testimony. I am and I'm feeling it already. It's happening in your life. Tell some two more people right now. As you see me like this. God has already visited me. Tell them, tell them as you see me. God has already visited me. Because he has seen some things I'm encountering. That I cannot tell you right now. It's between me and God. And it is because of those things. That God has come to visit. And I will see the manifestation. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. It's working for you. I sense an anointing upon me. I'm just saying, when the thing comes upon you, you will know. You will know that it has come upon you. May your eyes be opened. May your slavery mindset be removed. May you already see God who is already on ground. Who has already done what you are asking him. May you now begin to walk in the victory. May you now begin to possess. 
what colors you are God has already prepared for you. Lift your hand right now and thank him for the presence. Thank him for the anointing. Thank him for his recitation. I have surely visited you. Thank him. The killers who atakaya to shalekeke. Mashun tanuasa. Yamama sutelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
Rabatua Sare, open your mouth and pray. Rabati Sama, Adora Maya, Adara, come on now. Clap your hands and pray. I am out, 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 out of that lockdown, out of that issue, out of that problem.
Yes, I do. 
it. Let the doors be open. Let the doors be open. Let the doors be open. From today, I prophesy. Your doors are open. Receive your doors. Receive your miracles. Receive your possessions. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Now. Lift your hands. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experience 